Welcome to the Be Daring Life podcast, where we teach life and leadership skills to teens and their parents. We are your hosts for today, Rachel and Keith. And today we are going to be talking about tips on making your money stretch during job cutbacks or losses. Um, we know that a lot of people are going through a really hard time right now, having faced um, the the results of the social isolation and lockdown. And so if you've listened to our show for a while, you may have heard the podcast we did telling our story. Episode nine. Uh, you can give that a listen if you want to. Um, but we tell our story about how we had to dig out of about $50,000 worth of debt. Um, it took us about five years, but we were only making in the twenties, I think 20, 20, under 30,000 most for most of that time. So we had to learn how to really, really, really pinch the pennies. And so we thought, well, we can take what we learned from that and make a little show for you guys. We could make a podcast about how to make your money stretch. All righty. So here we go. Here we go. First thing you have to do when you're going through something like this is to just sit down and really examine where you're at. Um, if you don't know where you are, that makes the panic worse. And you need to be honest with yourself um, as well. Right. If you have a bunch of bills piling up in the corner that you haven't opened because you're, you feel like you can't pay them and you're scared, just go ahead and open them. And just make a list. This is all my expenses. These are all the things I, maybe the debts I have that I'm making payments on. Um, and this is how much money I have coming in. And then look at that and say, what can I cut? Sometimes you have expenses going out and you don't even remember what they're for. Like maybe you had a subscription to some service. Think about, is it something I can cut? And we'll go into pretty good detail about each category as we talk through this. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we'll have um, online things that were, you know, we signed up for something and then maybe you forgot about it or, or whatever, but it's no longer needed or uh, necessary. So that's certainly something that you could look at, at cutting. Right. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is food because I feel like this is something where a lot of money goes out on. Um, this is the thing I focused on probably the most when we were going through because it was the only thing I really could control once I got the big stuff taken care of. So probably the number one tip would be to make a menu plan. That way you're not running to the store to buy one one or two ingredients. Uh, right now, we don't really want to be out in the store, so a menu plan would help that. Don't buy individual servings of anything. Go ahead. So so when you say menu plan, do you mean like plan out your week, or should you plan out even further than that? You could do either. You could do, if you're not used to it, I, you might just want to do a week to start with. There's a lot of websites that have menu plan, blank menu plans, templates that you can print out. My suggestion would be think about the meals your family likes. I wouldn't be doing a bunch of new things right now because 
people are a lot under a lot of stress right now as it is. And if your kids are stressed out, they're not going to want to be trying the new quinoa and I'm trying to think of something bizarre sounding. Yuck. Um, and one of the things some of us you... like quinoa, but <laughs> okay. Just for the record, I do not like quinoa. But one of the things that we can you could do uh, in regards to your meal planning is so so you take a meal that's already reasonably cheap, like spaghetti or chili, and then you can even stretch that out further because the really the most expensive component of a spaghetti, for example, would be the meat in it, and you can cut down the meat. And people won't notice very much. Yeah. We always, we'd make chili. I wouldn't put in as much meat as it said. I'd put in more beans. And then you would always add, uh, and still do, uh, add rice to it, which would, uh, you know, rice is, is very cheap and it will make it stretch out that much further. Yeah. We've always done that. And, and our kids don't like it now if there's no, they're like, where's the rice? Um, actually, one of... Rebecca's friends the other day said something to me about you guys taught me how to put rice in chili. I thought that was funny. She loved it. So um, my next suggestion would be don't be getting takeout or fast food right now. If at all possible, just that's just more expensive. Just we're going to try to make meals as cheaply as we can. So make them at home. That's the most uh, frugal way to do it. Uh, another suggestion would be eat more homemade soup. Uh, soup is very, um, you can put all kinds of stuff in it and stretch it out and put less meat, more potatoes, whatever vegetables you have. Another idea is if you know someone that has a garden, tell them if they have any extra, you'd be glad to come pick some. Don't expect them to pick you your vegetables. People that have gardens, some of them might be all right with that, but don't expect that offer because it can be a lot of work to be picking beans. And we've all had those friends that um, have grown squash or whatever it is, and squash season comes, and you you can't leave your car unlocked around them because they'll fill it with squash. So you might want to find that friend and tell them. That you'll take I think it. that friend might actually be us this year. We've got a lot of squash growing. Yeah. And I'm not sure why, cause we really don't eat squash. Because <laughs> um, it's easy to grow. Um, another thought I had is um, some of you might have strawberry farms or blueberry farms in your area. Um, Especially if they're closed, maybe you could contact the owner and make a deal with them. Say, can I come in and pick? And you might be able to sell to some local grocery stores or just get low-cost fruit for your family. And you can use that to make freeze it, make smoothies, make jam, stuff like that. You could make jam and sell it. But that's for another podcast, Business Idea Podcast. All right. Another category that we might want to talk about is housing. You might have to downsize. Remember, it's just a house. You can get another one. Uh, The more important thing is that you, your family can live to fight another day. 
and I know that's your dream house. We've we built our own house. Talk about being attached to a house. We, we built our dream house. Yeah, it took us three and a half years, and we really did build. Like we did most of the work, so we know what it's like to sell something that you've poured your heart into and your blood and sweat but it is really just a house um, the most important thing is the people in it so we need to be healthy as quickly as possible for them healthy financially so if if you have to go downsize then it's going to be all right another option might be you could rent out a room or airbnb a room if you have an extra you might want to wait till all of this uh, social distancing is over before you do that. But that, when things clear out, you might want to do that as an option. Just do a good background check. Utilities. Can you change your thermostat a few degrees either way? Let it get a little warmer. And we don't mean make it colder during the summer. <laughs> don't wear as many clothes, maybe. Maybe wear shorts instead of pants. Or... If it's where if you live where it's colder, put on more sweaters. Right, and and another way that would help if if you're turning your thermostat up, if you're living in an area that's warm, and you're turning your thermostat up, um, if you have fans, use them because it will make it feel cooler. And running a fan even continuously is going to be cheaper for you than running an air conditioner. Also. Uh, some people may not be aware, your ceiling fan runs two directions. It runs one way in the winter and one way in the summer. And you might want to check to see which way it's running. It might cool your room down more if you're running it the right direction in, in the in the summertime. Yeah, there's usually a little switch on the, I don't know what you would call it. Above the, the light. Uh, above the lights, um, that area, there's a little switch that would reverse the the spin direction. So we could talk about my favorite utility, the cable. <laughs> so, of course, most people have some type of like cable TV or maybe they get uh, Netflix or Disney Plus these days or some kind of online like Sling or something like that. And if you're really in, uh, you know, real financial condition, then the reality is you don't need that. Um, especially uh, like cable TV is uh, almost always going to be quite expensive. I, I don't know what the statistics are, but the average bill is it's, it's, it's up there. So it, it's one way that you could save a decent amount of money right off the top is let's, let's say you're running cable and then you got Netflix on top of that. And maybe you got Disney plus for the, for the little kids running around and, uh, well, cut the cable. You still have something to watch. The kids are still going to be watching Disney Plus for Frozen 2 for the 14,000th time. Not that that's ever happened around here. But, uh, but you know, um, the biggest part of that bill is, is being eliminated and saving you that money up front. Yeah. Just think about when we were kids, the options we had. I mean, we had like VHS tapes. I don't even, well... Oldest kid had a VHS tapes. We didn't have VHS yeah. tapes yeah. when we were kids. We just had whatever was on PBS. Right. We actually didn't have a TV when I was a kid. 
until I was in 10th grade. So I could take or leave TV. I could, I, I'd rather read or do productive stuff, but I understand that a lot of people use that as a relaxation thing. Right. And you might say something like, well, I need my news, um, which, you know, that's kind of important. A lot of these news channels are available online. I, I, for example, just actually the other day, I started watching Sky TV News, which is in Britain, um, just to kind of get the European perspective on, on what's going on. And that's free on one of the channels on the Roku box that we have. Uh, doesn't cost a thing. And for the people out there uh, that are interested in sports, I got bad news. There's none. So you're not losing anything by turning off your cable with your ASP, ESPN because there's there's just nothing on there right now. I don't know. I don't know what they're playing actually. Probably <laughs> lawn darts, uh, replays. But um, yeah, I what mean, are all those sportscasters doing? I guess they're well, just... not to get sidetracked, but if they're a sportscaster, they have a contract. They're getting paid whether they, I guess it depends on how their contract is written. I'm not trying to solve their problems today. So, but you know, uh, for, for the football or baseball or soccer or what, I mean, that stuff just literally is not going on right now. So turn it off now. And then when things get settled back down and you're back in your job, and if you feel like that's something that you have to have, then turn it back on, but you may find you don't actually need it. I love football, to be honest, and uh, college football and professional football as well. And I have cut down on the amount of football that I've watched over the years. Um, I haven't had ESPN in I don't know how long. It's been a few years now. And I don't miss it that much, to be honest. I really don't at this point. So it's certainly possible to um to live without it you know and what's more important football or your financial future right okay so good point um another thing you might want to think about your cell phone bill that can be astronomical too for a lot of people we're paying more a lot of people are paying more for their cell phone bill than well their car in certainly rival car payment yeah yeah definitely let me talk about our situation for just a second. So one of the things that's bugged me over the years, I'm, I'm, I'm in IT, uh, and so I have to have one of these phones that you can get email and text and Slack messages and whatever on. And so I've always I've had a, a feature phone or whatever they call it for quite a while. And I've noticed over the years with our family, you know, Rachel and I have a phone and then now our oldest, our oldest child ha has a phone. He actually pays for his own now, but for years, for several years, he was on our plan and our bill just kept going up and up and up. We were paying $240 a month for three phones. It was, it was crazy. I'm like, this is, this is in insane. And I finally, I started looking around and what we've ended up doing is is we're switching over to the Cricket Cricket Wireless Network, which is it actually runs on AT and T's network. You got the same kind of coverage that AT and T does. Uh, so if you can get AT and T in your area, it certainly works. There's something similar that runs off the Verizon network. If you have a Verizon phone that you just can't give up, 
but it's significantly cheaper. Once we get everybody moved over, it will be like $80 a month or six, 60 or $80 a month instead of 240 So we will be saving almost $200 a month with it just by making that one change. Yeah. So if you are, um, what do you call that when you're, you have a contract, right? A year or yeah. something? Typically a year with, or so a, no, past- actually it's, it's normally two years when you get a phone, they subsidize your phone or whatever you're paying. You're basically paying for it every month for two years. And then of course, by that time you broke your phone or whatever. So now you got to get a new phone and you're sign up again for another two years or whatever. So, but if you, if you, if you can stop that cycle and get out of that, you're in much better shape. And speaking of cell phones, by the way, you don't have to have an Apple 11. I promise you, you won't die. The phone costs themselves, whether it's an Apple or an Android, for their high-end phones. It's just gotten crazy. Um, they're over $1,000 now. I mean, for something that you hold in your hand that if you drop the wrong way, it breaks. You know, even if you've got the protection screen protector and the case thing on it it just doesn't in my mind it doesn't make sense um nobody needs a phone that's that expensive let's let's be honest we may want one we may want the fancy camera that's on it or the memory or whatever how fast it processes we don't need that there are cheaper alternatives, even like if you're into Apple, I know that they're they're going to be releasing a new budget phone very soon, which will be similar in specifications to the uh, the iPhone 8, which is not a bad phone at all. It will only cost like four or five hundred dollars. So it's like less than half the price of their current top end and it's a it's a phone that really should last you for two, three, maybe even four years. So just think about those things because all of that factors in the provider that you're using. AT&T and Verizon, frankly, their their plans are about the same price. They've got different things or whatever, but in the end you you end up paying about the same. The phones I mean, you can look up what the cost of those phones are. Go to Amazon and type in iPhone eight or whatever it is. You can buy a phone, iPhone off of Amazon. Um, you can see what those prices are. Do a little bit of research and you can save yourself a lot of money over, over, over time. And it's money that you're spending every month and you're not getting anything in return for it really. All right. <laughs> Rant over. Yeah. All right. So another category, your automobile. If you have several cars, you might want to sell one if you can and just go down to one car. Can I interject something here for just a second? Sorry, I don't mean to keep buttoning in, but I think for some (laughs) people, yes, it is. (laughs) I think for some people, the car is kind of like the house, you know, you've got your dream house or whatever. Well, for some people, they've got a, a car that they really like, you know, and I, I'm a truck guy, I'll be honest. And there's a, there's trucks that I would love to own. And if I had one of them, I know how I would feel about it. And it would, it would be my truck and I would baby it and wash it every 
weekend and, you know, things like that. But in the end, it's just a vehicle. It's just a way for you to get around. And I promise you, you will not die if you have to sell your baby. Just like you will not die if you if you have to sell your dream house and downsize in order to continue financially. So just just keep that in mind while we're having this discussion because I don't want the first thing to pop up in your mind is, I'm never going to sell my car. Really? Are you going to let your car keep you from financially uh, being into, you know, free? Um, we haven't had a car payment in a long time. And if at all possible, I feel like you should get to the point where you are in that position. It might take you a little bit just because it is so freeing. Just when something bad happens, like what's going on now, we don't have to worry about our car getting taken. And you, a lot of people say, well, you can't find a good used car for a cheap. And if you look around, you can find deals. Like our last car we bought, we got for $4,000, I think was yeah. a van, a Kia Sedona, in really, really good shape. Just over 100,000 miles on it. Yeah, we've had no problems. We've had it for right. a year, had mm-hmm. no problems. Um, I wish it had heated seats, and it doesn't, but that's about my only complaint. Our last van we paid 10000 for, and we it was an Odyssey, and it was a good car f- for us. But if I were to compare the two, was it worth $6,000 more to have the heated seats? Because in the leather, I, I like the leather too, but but I it's not worth $6,000 to me. It might be to other people, but I just need somewhere, some way to get from point A to point B in relative comfort. And maybe we have a different perspective because we've had some really, really bad cars. We had a van when... Uh, about 10 years ago mm-hmm. that had no AC for several years and we would freeze water bottles and <laughs> and hold on to them in our lap just to keep ourselves cool enough because we live in Florida and it gets really, really hot in the summer and we lived out in the woods so it was an hour to get to pretty much anywhere so it was a little bit torturous to get to church on Sunday, like cause church gets out at noon and then we got to drive home and the car's hot. Um, we would freeze water bottles, take them everywhere we went, take a cooler of them. So I'm pretty appreciative if I've got AC or heat and I really could not care less about the other stuff. So maybe that's just perspective for you, but really it is just a way to get from point A to point B. Um, the next category we're going to talk about is clothing. So for most people, we need clothes. Well, yeah, we do need clothes. Don't be naked, but most people have plenty of clothes. We, we like clothes. We like to buy clothes, but most of us could survive on what we have in our closet. There are a few occasions maybe when you couldn't like, I only have one or two pairs of jeans. If I get a hole in them, that's a problem. But could could you put off buying clothes for now? Is that possible? Or could you swap clothes with a friend? Or if you got kids that need clothes, could you put out the word that you need some hand-me-downs? People are glad to help you out like that. I would be glad to give 
if my kid outgrew their clothes, I'd be glad to pass them along. The boys, their clothes are pretty much <laughs> shredded by the time they get passed down. But right, <laughs> and keep in mind, um, this I I don't want to prognosticate. I don't want to be a prophet, but I I don't think this situation is going to last forever. Uh, it may last a while. This may go on for a good portion of this year in terms of the economy. And it may take a, a while longer after that for the economy to truly recover. But you're going to be able to, if you're out of your job right now, this this is, you know, six months. This is four months, six months, maybe a little bit longer. So y- you can put off, like what she's talking about, you can put off buying clothes for a while. And some of us may be able to sell some of the clothes that we've got, you know, because we've got a lot of clothes. We need money. There are people who will buy those clothes. There, you know, maybe you've got, I don't know, 15 pairs of shoes and we don't need 15 pairs of shoes. And some of them are higher end shoes. Maybe you can sell some of those for now. Yeah, this is not a, just remember, we're not saying forever. This is not a forever thing. This is just, we're trying to stop the bleeding. If you guys are bleeding financially this is not going to apply to everybody. We're not saying everybody needs to go out and do these things, but we're just trying to help out our friends who maybe are in more of a bind financially. Let's also talk about a second job or a side hustle. If you're out of work right now, you can, there are jobs out there. I saw the other day that our local pool place was hiring. They're, they're going crazy. Every time I go by there, they are so busy. There are some industries that are still operating and doing well. The key would be to, well, like Grubhub or DoorDash or food delivery, they're doing well right now. The key is to get the job, right? Yeah, you got to be willing to do whatever you need to do in order to, to get that second job or second source of income. Are you willing to go out into your neighborhood this summer, knock on a few doors and stand six feet back and, um, you know, ask to cut their grass? Uh, You can, uh, one of our kids cuts grass during the summer. And I mean, he goes out for an hour, he'll make 40 bucks. That's nothing to sneeze at. So if you really are out of work or if you really just need extra money for some reason, the money is out there in some form. You just have to figure out what that form is and how you can make that happen for you. And, you know, be willing to do the work. Yeah. Uh, Here's another thought. If you are working for a company that currently has you not working, but they're paying you still, what are you doing to make yourself so valuable that when they go back, you're going to be one of the first they make sure it goes back. Is there anything you can do at home? Can you like say, Hey, can I take over the social media for the company and start uh, and, you know, post some articles or try to think outside the box. Think about what can I do when during the slack time to help my company, if your company has been good to you and treated you well, and you want to stay there, think about ways that you can help them if they're trying to take care of you, how can you help help take care of them? And you may do it for free for a little bit, but also be willing to, a second job's not going to kill you. We've done. Third jobs. 
Yeah. Um, and you can do that for a while. Most people. We're not saying become a workaholic. We're just saying do what you got to do for now. Entertainment. Okay. If you are in a huge amount of debt and you don't have a lot of money coming in, you don't deserve a big vacation. I know some people feel like they have to go every year on a vacation. You don't have to. You you can find cheaper ways to have fun with your family. Uh, you could go camping. You could do a staycation. I don't know. Help me out here. <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking back to when, during the time period when we were getting out of debt and we didn't take a vacation. Like, we really didn't during that time frame. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember a whole lot of that time frame because it was, uh, to be honest, it was, it was work, 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 and then go back and work some more because uh, that's what we were doing to get ourselves out of debt. Uh, we chose not to uh, declare bankruptcy. And that's part of the, our story. You can go back and listen to that. What is it, episode nine and, and hear about that. But we knew what we were going into and we knew what we had to do. And we knew we wanted to do it as soon as we possibly could. So that's what we did. I mean, if, if we did anything, it was one of these things like we were talking about. Was, you know, we didn't, we didn't go out to Disney world or travel around the country or, or whatever. And, um, and prolong that. Yeah. I feel like that's not going to be an issue for a while anyway. You're no, not going to be. It's not. <laughs> Disney world's closed in case everybody didn't hear. Although they did release their, uh, recipes for, was it churro, 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 which I, I'd heard of. I'm, I don't remember eating. And then the, the fruit. The Dole, Dole whip. Dole whip. So those are out there on the internet. They are the actual recipes. And so while you're at home wondering what to do, you can whip up some churros. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Don't, I don't want you guys to feel like we're beating you up about this. We just want you to know that we've been where you're at and it's survivable and there's hope that you're going to get to the other side and it'll be hard for a little bit, but you can make it through. Our budget was way, way tighter, w was way tight. I just remember like, you know, here we have $2 for the month for entertainment. Maybe we could rent something on Redbox. It's like a dollar seven. How much did you spend this month on entertainment? A dollar seven. Yeah. You can do it though. You can do it for a little while. A, co a company that we went through when we were digging out of debt was called Consumer Credit Counseling Services of Atlanta. I'm not even really sure why we went through the Atlanta office but we had great success with them. What they did, um, we gave them all of our debts. If you have a lot of credit card debt or unsecured debt, this is what I would recommend. We called them up, we gave them our debts, and they contacted the creditors and told them we were working a plan and they made deals with them where they would quit charging us interest. That way you're not digging yourself further and further in a hole. So the deal is you can't get any more credit. You can't do this on one side and your other hand go out and charge up more cards. You have to agree, you know, this it stops here. But all the money we paid to them, we paid one check to Consumer Credit Counseling. 
and they would disperse it as they decided. I don't, I'm not sure if it was by percentage to all the creditors or what. I think it was a percentage, but regardless, they they did they dispersed it, which was took a big weight off of us because we had a number of people that we owed money to at that point. You know, if you're not going to go through consumer credit counseling, uh, call all your creditors and tell them your situation. Over communicate with them; they'll usually not do anything to you if you're making an effort. It's when they don't hear from you and you don't answer the phone that they get nervous and take action. It's kind of like you loaned money to a friend and agreed that you would pay them every month and you had something bad happen, but you don't tell them. And whenever they try to call you, you don't answer the phone. If on the other hand, if you communicated uh, with them and told them what was going on and worked out a plan to pay something, they're going to be less likely to be upset. They're going to be willing to work with you. If you're wondering what order to pay your expenses in, these this is how I would advise you to do it. Uh, food first, obviously. you got to eat. Housing. You don't want to be homeless. Transportation. That doesn't mean go out and buy a new car. That means, you know, try try to cut all these expenses as much as you can and then everything else. A lot of people, when they get in financial struggles, they want to make sure and pay their credit cards because they're worried about their, their credit. Don't worry about your credit right now. Just worry about feeding yourself, having a place to live, and being able to get out and fight another day. And we'll clean the credit up later. You're not going to be applying for any kind of loans right now or or credit cards anyway. Yeah, so that would be what I would advise. Try to avoid line of credits. Try to avoid putting things on credit cards because that gets out of hand really, really fast. It would be wise to avoid loans from family and friends. Been there, done that. Not fun. Sometimes you have to, but... I would get it in writing what you're going to give them in return. Like you don't want hard feelings and awkward family dinners at the holidays, which we don't have. I don't want to make it sound like we do. Hey, if you guys like this content, what we're talking about here and would like us to go into further depth on any of it, um, send us a message. Uh, at podcast at bedaringlife.com. Tell us, you know, could you talk more about this? Or, you know what, I'd be willing to, you could call, you could give me your number and I'll call you and talk you through, give you give you my thoughts if you want. Um, we, we're just here for people. We just want to help people. That's our heart. We want you to know that we're in your corner and we care. I mean, the thing is, is we, we have been there and it, it can be scary. Uh, we, we, like Rachel said, know that, you know, we're, we're there in your corner for you, but it, you're going to go through a, a period of, oh, I've lost my job. I'm sad. Uh, and, and you, and you should be, I understand that, but don't stay there. Pick yourself up and move on and do what you can to help yourself. If you are interested in starting a business or side hustle, you are definitely going to want to tune into next week's podcast. We're interviewing Cameron Johnson. 
and that he's amazing. Uh, as a young kid, he started building businesses and selling them, and he has a great story. I really recommend you listen to that. I learned a lot from him on the interview and from reading his book. So in, in addition to having a great interview with Cameron, we'll also be announcing a new contest that you'll want to hear about, especially if you're wanting to start your own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, it, it really was, it was a great interview. So. Yeah. I really, really like to talk to him. I didn't want to stop. It was like, Ooh, tell me another story. A lot of how you and the people around you will feel about what you're going through will be a result of your perspective. If you view this as a time of deprivation and you focus on the negative thoughts, you'll overwhelm yourself with how bad, it, bad everything is. But if you view it as a challenge that you're going to get through and you try to make it fun, it, it's not going to be as hard. So give yourself little challenges. We aren't going to go out and buy overpriced coffee drinks, so let's see how we can make them at home for a fraction of the cost. Or we aren't going to go out to eat. Let's see if we can find a good copycat recipe. Um, we, I found one just like a week or so ago. Cajun chicken pasta is my new favorite recipe. Instead of, you know, all of us going out to eat with our friends, let's have a potluck at one of our houses. Instead of buying everyone every adult in the extended family, a Christmas present. Let's draw names. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of shift in thinking. I want you to think about, don't accept that all of your expenses have to be the way they are. When we were digging out of debt, we would have competitions with another family to see who could go the week spending the least amount of money on food, stuff like that. Make it fun. Make it not a burden because your kids are going to, feed off of that and they're gonna they're gonna take on the attitude that you do of if, whether it's a positive or a negative a lot of you are in a spot where you feel like um, your whole world has crashed down around you because you don't have a job right now and you're falling farther and farther behind but I just want to give you a little bit of hope it's in times like this that often people find a new purpose and sometimes we get comfortable with where we're at and we stay where we're at just because that's where we've been and we don't want to change because that requires effort. And it's we, we may not be totally happy, but we're comfortable. And we get backed into a situation like this where, where we're forced to make a change and it becomes a very pivotal moment in our life where... It's a bad thing, but it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to us. And sometimes people just need a little kick in the rear to get them going. And just because bad things are happening does not mean that something good cannot come out of it. I firmly believe that this is the kind of, these are the kind of stories that we watch on TV and read in the, in the, in the books. Like somebody went through a challenge and they um, found a way to get through and better than they were before. So we have faith that you guys can, uh, can come out on top on this. We encourage you if you haven't already to go 
to our Facebook group, Be Daring Life. We, we're always active on there. If you ever want to come in, just community. Community is so important right now, I think. That's one thing that I've gotten. One of the many things I've gotten out of this is uh, your your tribe is, is what gets you through hard times like this. And um, you have a tribe that's willing to embrace you if you if that's something that you um, need somebody to encourage you, to motivate you, to tell you uh, that you're important. Um, so if you want to contact us, we're always available at Be Daring Life or on our website at BeDaringLife.com. And you can email us at podcast at BeDaringLife.com as well. Yes. So we hope this podcast has been beneficial to you. We do have some really awesome interviews coming up in the near future that I think will be helpful to anybody, right? Ap- applicable to anybody right now. We're really excited about what's coming in the future. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you can go to BeDaringLife.com slash podcast, and there's buttons on there that will let you subscribe to your podcast, depending on what type of player you use for Apple or the Google Play or Spotify podcast players. Well, I just want to say once again that we um, we think about you guys and we're praying for you, and we will do whatever we can to help you in any way possible. So don't hesitate to reach out if you need us, and don't forget to go out and be daring. Yeah.